0: Welcome to season three of Sadie's Divorced and Happy Podcast, where I talk about life after divorce with a playful, fresh, out-of-the-box perspective. Every episode includes burning questions, spicy conversations, and tips to happiness. Are you ready to turn your setback into a comeback? Then join me on today's episode. It's time to get started on your new beginning. Hey friend, how is your fall feeling? Is it feeling kind of, you know crisp or I hope cozy, right? Uh, Maybe you're wearing a lot of flannels. I am actually wearing one right now as I talk with you. And I'm also burning every pumpkin scented candle that I own in the house. And I don't know what you like to bake in the fall, but I am a fan of baking pumpkin bars and you got to always have that cream cheese frosting, right? Like I could just eat that stuff right out of the bowl. So I hope you're having a scrumptious fall. Okay, here's my burning question for you. You know how I always have to ask you some burning questions at the beginning of the episode. All right, seriously though, what is better than talking about parenting with a divorced dad who's also a comedian? What's better than that? Talking with two divorced dads who are comedians. Ah, ba dum bum ch I don't. Good thing I'm not telling the jokes today. That's a good thing. But I am joined by my friends David Ray Martinez and Ron Lambrecht, who are professional stand-up comedians, and they're joining me to talk about some divorced dad hacks. And if you don't know what a hack is, it's like a it's like a tip or a trick. And they're going to help you navigate life better as a divorced dad or mom and make it, you know, kind of creative and fun too, right? A little out of the box. So I invite you to giggle along with us because we're going to have some fun. We're not going to take ourselves too seriously today. And if you've ever been to a comedy club, you know, it's not censored. Nothing is edited. There will be no bleeping of anything out today. So this is not an episode to sit down with your kids with. Okay, this is for your beautiful adult ears only. And on that spicy note, let's get this creative conversation started with some burning questions.
1: Burning questions. Let's turn up the heat for 60 seconds.
0: Okay, I am so excited to turn up the heat today with two funny guests, and we're laughing already David Ray Martinez and Ron Lambrecht from the hey. Big Apple and the Mini Apple. Welcome, gentlemen.
1: Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks
2: so much for having me. Um, maybe can I do the sexy guy? <laughs> I I know, isn't he
0: delicious? I know, I love him. (laughs) Well, speaking of delicious, I'm so excited about this funny conversation that we're going to have together about some divorce dad hacks. I know that the listener is leaning in, but before you share your playful ideas, I want to ask you some burning questions. So are you ready? Bring it. Okay, David, what's your favorite part of being a comedian? The writing, the performing, or telling a heckler to shove off?
2: Ooh, uh, it's
1: the performing.
0: Okay, Ron, true or false, does Dave Chappelle make a better prince than Prince?
1: False, (laughs) I'm from Minneapolis, shut your mouth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) David, is humor your go-to for handling any stressful situation when parenting?
2: Ooh, with parenting, uh, no it is not. It is not my
1: go-to.
0: Okay, Ron, what's the typical response you get when you tell people you're a comedian?
1: Oh, you don't look funny. Tell me a joke.
0: David, is being a stand-up comedian <laughs> a great way to meet women?
1: I'm going to say yes and no. It's a double-edged sword.
0: Okay, Ron, what is your favorite city to perform in?
2: LA. It's always LA.
0: David, is dating in New York City as fun as it looks on television?
2: Um, and the lie detector says
1: that's a lie. I hate <laughs> Definitely not.
0: <laughs> Ron, do you ever get tired of telling jokes?
1: I get tired of telling certain jokes, but I don't get tired of telling jokes.
0: Do your kids get tired of you telling jokes?
1: My kids have been tired of me from day one. Jokes. Aside.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, David, did uh, separation make you even more of a, a resourceful dad?
1: Yes, 100%.
0: Ron, what would you say to that?
1: Yes, and a curmudgeon.
0: And a curmudgeon. Mm. Okay. I well,
1: thought that was I, a buy one, get one free. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> again, it's uh, the Big Apple meets uh, the Mini Apple as in Minneapolis. And I'm just, again, I'm so excited to hear your divorce dad hacks today. But remind me each, again, how many kids do you have?
1: I have three kids, um, two granddaughters, and a third granddaughter on the way.
0: Oh, wow. Ooh. And he looks, Damn, he looks like he's only maybe pushing 40. Good for you, Ron. Uh, Tell me after and the episode the kind of potions you, you're using. <laughs> I want to use the same potions you're using. Sure. How about you, David? How many kids do you have?
2: I just have one. So, one.
0: One yeah, and done. One, so,
2: boy or yeah, girl? Yeah, he's a boy. So I have a, I have a son and then um, my goddaughter, who now is moving back to New York. So I don't know. It seems like I'm going to have another kid. To-
1: oh, no, you're for sure going to have another kid. There's no seems like... <laughs> <laughs>
0: And then yeah. how long have you been divorced again, Ron? Remind me.
1: Two two years.
0: Oh, he's new in the game. And new then the game. from my understanding <laughs> I know, right? From my understanding, David, uh, on the Don yes. low, I heard that you're permanently separated. Is that true? Or not? <laughs> Like you separation yeah. purgatory
2: for like the rest of your yeah. You know, I mean, people don't understand uh, when you're not rich. Benefits are very important, and they were trying to charge her like seven hundred and fifty dollars a month for health care. And I was right, like, listen, I don't, I don't <clears throat> like you. I don't love you, but you know, I, I can, I can save you some money. So.
0: Well, today, Ron and I, were going to grandfather you in just for this episode to the Divorce Club. So welcome. It's kind of like Cinderella. Like you get like an hour and then you're back to being separated. So enjoy it while it lasts. (laughs) And it's free. We're not even going to charge them. Right, Ron? We're not even going to charge them. Okay. All right. Well, this has been fun already. Okay. So season three is all about the comeback. And I personally feel that you need to have some humor when you're going through a a divorce or, you know, you're separated for the rest of your life because- you know, it's not all fun and games. So not yeah. only you need some humor, but you also need to be resourceful. And And I know today you have some delicious divorce dad hacks to help the listener out on how to be more resourceful. So I'm excited for your tips. Okay. I'm curious. Do, do either of you have a good hack for co-parenting schedules cuz I will say for me that can get that can get a little irritating a little bit.
1: My um my kids are grown. My so I have the three I have two twins a boy and a girl who are 27 and then my youngest is 22 and she lives oh. locally. So she's the one that we tend to co-parent but she also has her own baby so we're also co-grandparenting and what I've come to realize is that it's all on me. That's pretty much the co-parenting tactic. It's all on me. She's got her mom has a super busy schedule. So I get all the phone calls. But, you know, the upside is I relish the time. So the the hack is relish the time. For me, if it's if it's two a.m., if it's two p.m., if your kids need you, just relish and appreciate that you, they need you because you know when you're raising them and they're young, they don't want shit from you except your money. And now I get conversations, I get phone calls, I get all of this activity that I didn't used to have before. So relish the time. That's the hack. No matter what they ask of you, always try to bring it. That is just
0: very benevolent. I'm gonna work. On, I'm gonna work so on relishing. Beautiful. That's <laughs> very benevolent of you, Ron. How about you, David? Do you have a?
1: That sounds so beautiful. Does you made know? it sound That's very
0: poetic. I know.
1: Yeah, I was. David's like- gonna be like, "Fuck them, fuck her. I'm a man. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> um. So. So from the time my sons come out of the womb, I've been. The main parent. So at three years old, she left. And at that time, um, the co-parenting, it wasn't even really a thing. It was more or less, hey, do you want to take him for the weekend? And then I would get an answer, which is really, you know, from what I see, what a lot of people say is rare. But um, I basically had him full-time. It's just now that I think we turned about 14 that he started being over there a little bit more on his, not even on his own, on me, saying, get out my house and go to your mama's house. <laughs> Stay over there because daddy needs to get some butt cheeks. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Because it's been really uh, so the co-parenting thing has always been, I guess, as Ron said, it's been more on me. Uh, yeah, same thing, busy woman. So, and I don't have any issues with that because I do love to love people and treat them great. So, and yeah, that's you so. know that,
0: that's an experience of a lot of women, and so I'm yeah, sure you yeah. have some empathy for your female friends who are single moms. Oh
2: no, all my all my friends call me baby mama.
0: Nice.
2: <laughs> he's go, not the
0: DM. He's the BM. I like it. <laughs> I like BM. it. See, I can be kind of funny too.
2: Yeah,
0: when I try. everybody's
2: always. Everyone's always asking me, can you go outside, baby mama? And I'm like, I can go outside this weekend. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: so I would, if you've been um, numero uno for your son, I'm going to guess you have some good cooking or grocery shopping hacks for the divorced dad.
2: You know what's crazy? What's my, friend's, my son's favorite meal is ramen uh, noodles, like, you know, the cheap ramen noodles from the store. Yeah, my don't put all... Yeah, exactly, because they're crack. So don't put... <laughs> Don't put all of the, you know, so don't put all that water in there. So it's just the noodles, a little bit of the seasoning, not the whole pack. It's too salty and you know then some cheese Ooh, and then little, I like how you
0: threw in the, the dairy what about like, yeah, a little some vegetable cheese. could some broccoli yeah that's them.
2: what I was about to I oh was keep God, going we're reading yeah. each other's minds okay yeah, so, so it's cheese and broccoli normally that I would put in there and then some kind of meat so when we were like super in the beginning when he wasn't eating like all the foods it would be like a little hot dog or a tofu hot dog in there and man to this day like sometimes he goes, Dad, where are you going to make your special meal? And I go, That is not a special meal, but I'll make it for you. So I love I'll that. make this. It... That's a great yeah, so memory, I'll...
1: though.
0: I love that. What about you, Ron?
1: Uh, well, so my mom was actually a classically trained chef in Europe. Oh, wow. um, yeah, so she owned a restaurant with my dad for a long time. And Such I got to work. Julia at...
0: Child's bestie, is what you're saying?
1: Yeah, kind of that. Um, she um, studied it in all in, in Europe they teach um, when you go to learn to be a chef, they send you to the spas all over Europe. So you train in spas. And so that's what she did. And she came over here and then um, I helped her at a restaurant a lot. So I'm actually really, really good in a kitchen, but I just like to cook for people. Now my default um, that everybody seems to like that I make is I get a bunch of root vegetables. I get uh, beets and potatoes and apples. I love to put an apple in there, some um, bacon ends, uh, sweet potatoes. And I just make a hash out of it. And then I put a lot of just obnoxious amount of cheese over the top. The apple adds a little bit of sweet to it. And if uh, black beans for protein, then you can make it up and it can be like a meal for three, four days and they just love it. And I, I like making it. I go to um, imperfect foods. I don't know if you've heard of them. No, Yeah. Oh, no. it's a got You two guys, <laughs> you
0: two divorced yeah, waiting right? over here.
1: You like, just go what? online and you pick what you want and they send you a box every couple of weeks of food that you've yeah. heard And it's all, it's mismatched things. Right. But so it's like apples that have, has spots on them instead of the DDT polished apples, you get these just, imperfect foods like the bacon ends that they send they're just you know they cut bacon in strips so it's all these end pieces that don't make up anything and you get this glob of of bacon ends and that's in a pack and you can get literally anything you can get home care products and health care products so imperfectfoods.com listen i'm looking for a sponsor <laughs> Uh, uh, but I go okay. there and I get most of the stuff, and everybody, uh, everybody loves it. Even even my father in law, who I'm still incredibly close with, I make that for him, and, and it's a meal for two or three days for them. So it's in the hash. It's yeah, Ron, Ron. seriously, yeah.
2: you just turned this into a porn episode, brother. <laughs> I don't know, right? I'm like, I'm kind of getting turned on over here, but I'm
0: not gonna lie. I'm like, God, oh, that's hot. <laughs> oh, what about okay organizing? Because I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> Men do not have a good reputation. I'm just going to be a little judgy here when it comes to organizing things or cleaning things. Okay, you look at the shower. I mean, it, it, you kind of have to have a magic touch with cleaning a shower. It's not just spritzing, it's not just a spritz. Mm. So, mm. any <laughs> hacks? I know. David, are you going to have a good one? I feel like it's going to be really spicy. Any oh, hacks no. on cleaning, organizing?
2: I guess with cleaning, get a maid. Uh. <laughs> get a maid or someone who likes to clean um I used to be I used to be way cleaner pre my brother passing my brother passed and then I just became a hot mess um understandable but but then yeah like people clean and then you don't realize how many friends who actually love you and appreciate you and -hmm. will do things for you I mean mostly they were women and men were helping me too but like you know, you have your OCD friends. I would have one come over; she would clean my house while I was at work. Um, but this is not a. I don't know if that's a hack or, or it's just using well, your friends it's being the right very way.
0: Sourceful, you you, do, uh, you know. So what I'm hearing is every divorced dad find an OCD friend. Yeah, and just say
2: hey. Yeah, yeah. She you she like would cleaning. say yeah. She <laughs> would say <laughs> you she, like She was clean. like, she literally, she literally told me she was like, hey, just buy me like a Coors light and one i'll clean light one well 40 uh, 40 yeah. ounce a 40 ounce of ah, light. Yes! <laughs>
0: oh, <my word. laughs> okay that is the cl- uh, cheapest uh cleaning person you're ever yeah. gonna find but, and, uh, and you know, again like i have full faith that the listener is completely capable of cleaning oh. his own house
2: yeah but the bathroom the bathroom hack is i i believe because i've worked in hotels for a long time so the main thing is like wet up the bathroom Throw the comment on the walls. Throw the comment in the tub, in the sink, <laughs> and then and then you tell your kid, go ahead and clean that. <laughs> <laughs> So that's my hack is like clean that and then You know, I I
0: love that because I think kids need to learn how to clean. Come on now. I had to learn
2: how to clean when I was little. Like there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, listen, the first time my best friend's great grandmother I came to the house and I walked through the door, she said, Here's a bucket of top job, scrub these kitchen walls. And I was like, and hello to you, too. <laughs> but you That's did first, it, right? Yeah, I did it. So, yeah, kids need to learn how to clean.
0: How about you, Ron? Do you have any um, cleaning tips?
1: My, um, do you have any
0: o- how many OCD friends do you have, by the way? Wow.
1: I think I'm the one. I believe David is going to hit me up later to oh, come by nice. for pizza. <laughs> I'm going to walk in the bathroom and go, what's all this weird grit on the walls? Yeah, go ahead and clean that. Here's a Coors Light. Knock yourself out. Right. <laughs> I... um. <laughs> My mom, again, my mom was born and raised in Germany in 1944, right? So her ideas for rearing children come from the Gestapo. So it's a very (laughs) progressive life I grew up in. So I clean, but I'm not fastidious about it. It's not an OCB necessarily. I'm more of a clean-as-you-go guy, and I try to impart that on my kids, too, but my day job. Um, as I work in construction management. So I'm on job sites all day, every day monitoring and managing. and, And so cleanliness is a big part of safety in construction. So I'm just naturally geared towards cleaning but the one thing I tell everybody and and we all know is clean as you go but if you really need a hack it's that little thing you can hang in the shower that just sprays by itself after you're done you just hang that in there scrub your bits get out and the shower cleans itself
0: what what you haven't seen it
1: yeah it's like this tub of
0: demonstration (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's this tub of thing. It's it's like a tube, and it's got a little oscillating head. I don't know if it's oscillating when it goes up and down, but it's got a thing, and it just sprays this this cleanser out. All the, it doesn't do the scrubbing, obviously, but it does like a daily disinfectant, and then once a week you get in there and. I mean, I just pre-shower, I strip down to nothing. I grab the scrub pad. I grab the cleanser yep. butt-ass naked scrubbing everything yep, I that's, I and do that, then, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then just. It is the the it divorce is the-
0: mom listening is really liking this podcast
1: so far. <laughs> She's like, ooh.
0: Okay, so you have to share later what that thing is because I'm going to put it in the show notes. Because I'm sure everybody who's listening wants to have one of those. I want to have one of those. Do you have one of those, David? Because I do not.
2: No, that's what I was saying. I don't know what that – I mean, I have, like, you know, the, the Lysol stuff that you spray afterwards, you know, but I don't have it do it by itself because I know my son doesn't do it. So I definitely need something to do it for me. So, hell, yeah, I need to know. Hell, we yeah. Need to know.
0: Okay, this is exciting. Okay, this one I really want to know your hack for because this one kind of drives me bananas. So I have kids that are uh, 11 and 12. And they always oh. forget something at the other house. They are always forgetting. I know uh, something at the other house, and so then. Fortunately, I live eight minutes from the other house, but it's kind of a pain in the ass. So when it comes to the schlepping of the stuff, any advice, any hacks?
2: I guess. B- uh, <laughs> what did you say? Oh uh, well, was was sucks to be
1: you. That's it. <laughs> uh,
2: <okay. laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree, I agree with that. But I also I think what also happens is just it begins. You got your your dads leave that charger at your house. I got a charger here for you, like that kind of stuff. We do have that.
0: That's good.
2: Um, the games and and, I know the
0: you know like how many pairs of shoes? shoes? I'm not going to buy my kid four pairs. You know what I mean? Like tennis shoes. She has one pair. She's just yeah. No, I got you. She's got to bring the. But
2: I mean, yeah. I mean the same thing. My my son's mother lives around four minutes away. But like you said. Walking or driving, it's very annoying. So, normally, when I, with me, I normally pick him up and I go, Do you have this? Do you have this? Do you have your school uniform? Do you have this? And then I, you know, and then I try to hope and pray that he has everything. <laughs> So, there's a lot of hoping and praying and wishing. So,
1: right. I agree. Yeah, that's perfect.
0: All right. I have a curious question I have to ask. Do you have any dating tips for the divorced mm. dad? I want to hear it. Relationship advice. I want to hear it. Enlighten us, who, gentlemen. Who
2: who, oh, I, I mean, I guess I can go first. It's not an yeah. issue. Um, dating hacks. Oh, God. I mean, I don't know what exactly is a dating hack at this point in time. <laughs> uh, start with
0: dating apps navigating dating apps how do you not lose your mind how do you not you know get overwhelmed
2: oh oh, you constantly i mean you constantly lose your mind i mean i don't think it's the amount of people we're interacting with is a lot there's so many different things so many unavailable emotionally unavailable people going on there's a lot but i would say the main thing for me is just to keep being who you truly are yeah and kind of put that out there from the beginning no matter if People say they are who they are or, and they, and they really aren't because at the end of the day, I can only live with myself and I guess my son, but I can only live, I, I truly can only. But only uh, for four for,
0: more years, right, David? Right. And, then, and then you are
2: stuck with yourself.
0: Just, oh my yeah. God. I know, right? Yeah.
2: No, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I that would be the thing for me. It, it would truly be, uh, be yourself in this scenario because it's as weird as it is. As weird as it is, there's someone for you. You know, it's 2022. If you say, Hey, I don't even like having sex, there's someone who's there for you. If you say, I love to have sex, 22 times a day, there's someone there for you. So I just tell everyone like who I am going forward. And the worst thing you're going to get from me is a friendship. And then I move forward. And because that's the worst thing I can give them is a friendship because anything else is just gravy, you know? So yeah, I mean, that's how I put myself out there. Also, I'm just regular handsome. So I'm not beating them away, you know? (laughs) you know okay. like ron like ron lives in minneapolis those, those white women are going crazy over here about that you know? uh, you'd be surprised how that's not true <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean are living in the minneapolis you kind of
0: ginger aren't ginger's popular ron
1: did you just call me a ginger? Don't you kind of that there's We are not. I am not cooking hash for you, Sadie. You just lost me. No, You're I'm blonde. This is blonde. Kind of this is all okay, 100% Maybe blonde.
0: A like a Prince Harry.
1: Did you not hear the part a... about my mom was a Nazi? This is yeah, what... Yeah, you did yes. not hear that part. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that so I have a
0: lot of energy there. So what's your hack,
1: Ron? You know what? The first hack, the most important hack, the very first thing that I came to terms with was going to therapy. Get in and see a therapist because unless you married a Kardashian, you were at least half the problem in that relationship. So you need to get your shit figured out because you can't I don't I think
0: Kanye's kind of a well
1: (laughs) fair enough. Maybe that's a bad example. Unless you're in a relationship, you're part of the problem. That's the, you know, ultimately we all brought something negative and we need to get our shit wrapped or figured out what that negative is and why it is, you know, so go see a therapist, get your shit figured out. And um You know, for me, it was getting out and doing some things, start walking, go to a gym, not necessarily that you want to get buff, but at least you just want to get some activity in your life and have a schedule, have a schedule where you go out and do some things, no matter what, no matter what no woman wants a bad bod and you probably have one so get rid of it just shake off a couple extra pounds but you know brace yourself because you're gonna have to do some things you might not have thought you had to do kids are eating ass now are you ready to do that you got to sign up for all of if you've been in a relationship for a while they're doing some things you didn't know were being done anymore so sign up it's a rough ride
0: that. there are a lot of new things after divorce it's a lot of fun it's very creative okay <laughs> so, that's a good segue to creative and fun with the eating ass comment so besides doing that on the weekend ron what else do you like to do
1: on the weekend? is it something else i mean that fills the weekend
0: so you know obviously divorced <laughs> dads i you know I, i'm kind of making some generalizations here i'm just gonna own that but Women can tend to create the social life, right? So like we're very social and kept our exes really busy with all the fun things on the weekend, maybe so much so that they wanted to divorce us. But anyway, that's another conversation. (laughs) And now the divorced dad's like, okay, I don't have my kids this weekend. I don't want to go on a, you know, online date and et cetera. So what do you... What would you recommend a, a good hack would be to how to spend that downtime?
1: I guess for me, first of all, it was finding out that you can do some things by yourself and enjoying doing some things by yourself because you still have to figure out who you are now that you've separated from what was a really large chunk of your life. Finding your own identity is really important. So get used to doing some things intentionally alone. Um, but you can do those things in public. Like here in Minneapolis, You know, we have movies in the park. People go to movies in the park all the time. They're all over the city and there's uh, live music everywhere, and you can just go there and hang out, and and just by exposure, you're going to meet some people or start seeing some familiar faces. So that's you know that's it. It's it's finding things that you don't mind doing alone, but that you can do around other people, and then your circles will just naturally expand. I think the dating apps are awful. I think everything about them is awful, and it's probably a hundred times worse for girls than it is for guys. I don't envy you, Sadie, having to to dance that weird little dance that they make you go through, but you know, ultimately my biggest hack, the thing that's probably saved me the most is I have this group of friends. There's four of us all together. One lives in Austin. One lives um, in uh, New York. One lives in San Diego. And we get together once a week and we just hang out and chat and talk about guy stuff. I mean, they're, they're between 40 and I'm the date, old one. I'm assuming. Yeah, really? That's yeah. Nice. Just the four of us between cool. 40 and 52. And we talk about life issues, health issues. We, we, we bag on each other and it's a nice little outlet and it it reminds us that, you know, we're maybe not the piece of shit our ex said we were. Hell yeah.
0: David, how about you? What's your weekend uh divorced dad hack?
1: You know, it's
2: it's it's fun. Um ever since, like I said, it's only been recent that my son has started, you know, leaving me for the weekends. So uh everything Ron said is also true. Been in therapy for a while and I've always dated myself so I've always yes. gone out by myself like you said right. and just that's with fine. my mm-hmm. yeah with my life and with me being super social I'm always meeting new people so it's either you know doing shows meeting people hanging out after shows to a certain extent and just you know making that mm-hmm. time to actually decompress and rest also that's my main thing because you know I'm the baby mama remember so my weekend is me actually having time to like decompress and relax myself and be like, okay, no kid, no. <clears throat> There's a different way to sleep when you know your kid. Is safe somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So it is a different feeling altogether. So when he's home, I can hear like, you know, I can hear a a click of a TV screen or something, but when he's not home, man, nothing can wake me up. And knowing that they're safe somewhere else. And, and yeah, and that's, and that's my weekend. Just very simple, super simple. I don't try to date, but I don't like to date on weekends because that means, you know, it's like, you're like an MVP or something. So, <laughs> I don't know you like that. Relax. Oh my <laughs>
0: okay, weekends when you have your kids again for for a newly divorced dad who's like, what do I do with these kids? Minus you know, sit them in front of the TV because we, you know, that's just ugh, I'm so over that. So. I love to play, I personally love to play old school board games with my kids. We have little Uno competitions over here. It's very spicy. I know. What are some things that you love to do with your kids that maybe, uh, you know, other dads haven't thought of? Besides throwing comment on the bathroom wall and, you know, all the the dads are like, oh my God, I'm going to try it in the week. Next weekend I have my kids. Like, see that?
2: that. I guess guess for me, um, it's just a real sit down and talk with one another. No TV no games, no nothing. And just have a simple conversation about their week. Um, you know, not pressured, no, not making them feel uh, unheard. Because I do think that's a thing for a lot of kids. They don't feel heard. So, for example, he'll be like, oh, my mother said this and she was angry at this. I'm like, oh, okay, no problem. Let's review it. Let's go over it ourselves. And then sometimes <laughs> showing him his mistake in the situation or being open to, to listening to her and to other things. So it's just having the real conversation, um, finding something he likes to do or wants to see. Uh, Cause sometimes that's a thing. Like he wants to watch some video game competition or whatever. So I'll watch it with him and make fun of all these super young kids who are making more money than all of us combined. And then, um, and then recently it's been uh, working out. So going to the gym together, you know, so, And if he wants to zone out, you know, get the zone, you know, his headphones in and work out. But it's just that time together, just knowing that I'm there for him and whatever he needs, I'm available, which I think is the true thing in parenting. Just knowing that you're an available uh, vessel. How sweet.
0: Connection. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Ron, anything you want to?
1: He's, he's really right, and it, it reminded me. I mean, like I said, my kids are mostly older. One of them lives in Italy, so I, I, I rarely see him. But my two daughters, um, when I get the opportunity, like I had my daughter and her boyfriend and their baby come over, and we played board games, which was a great thing. There was no TV. There was no nothing. It was just us sitting around being silly and chatting. But to David's point, a lot of times you have to sort of mediate the conversations, you know, that they've had, like, with, with her mom mom said this and i'm upset about this and blah 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 and you have to step back and and be calm and go okay well you know your mom maybe meant this and did you think about that but but because i have daughters and i'm certainly going to stereotype you have to be very delicate when you tell them they're wrong because they don't hear that well so you have to (laughs) dance in when you try to explain the mom's perspective and on what they heard versus what she was saying so there's it's a when they do come around, like I said, I relish every minute that I get. My daughter likes monster trucks. She likes to do weird things. That I mean, I'm like I t- like I told you, I'm a city mouse. So the idea of monster trucks is so foreign to me. I don't even know where she got it. There we go right. She likes these uh, amphibian reptile traveling reptile shows, which horrify me. But she's holding lizards and snakes and smiling, and I'm terrified of it. But I'm taking pictures and pretending I'm having a good time. So. You just ride along because it's all about making memories. You know, in a few years, I mean, I'm closer to dead than alive. I get that. She's going to want to have some of these fun things to look back on. And I want to make sure that all of my kids have those fun things to look back on. So really, if they come up for a weekend, mostly um, I'll have some ideas. But I ask, what do you guys want to do? How do you want to fill the time? And let's go do that. So. That's dope, bro. That is dope. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my son would is. like
0: completely dig your daughter and be like,
1: oh, Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I think I'd be delighted if my daughter broke up with the she's with. It sounds like she's married, with, so we'll just. No, no, no. We can make changes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, happy, I'm happy to make a change. Now nah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. I...
0: <laughs> That's too funny. Okay. I, I have to ask because I think people assume a lot of things about comedians and why they go into comedy. And so. Just with a little bit of a a kiss of sharing, what has humor given you that's really helped you with your second act, which is life after divorce or after separation?
1: I don't know. I guess that's maybe a trickier question. I think the divorce uh, and or separation gave me humility and some honesty. When I get on stage now, I'm much more likely to be vulnerable about the stuff that I've gone through or be more real, you know, instead of going out and just – telling dick jokes that appeal to the masses. Now I'm telling things where I'm cutting open a vein and I'm being more honest about it. And I think a part of that comes from, you know, the confidence of knowing that I'm funny. And knowing that I have enough audiences, a large enough sample size to where I know that I can go into this and find the funny in it. So humor has given me the confidence to be more humble and to be more vulnerable on stage and to let people in for that hour and go, here's some stuff. And I'm going to just throw it out there. A guy like you watch a guy like Dave Chappelle, you mentioned him earlier. They have no trouble being vulnerable. They have no trouble sharing Chris Rock, same thing. And and you just sit back and go, where do they find the courage to do that? I mean, it's years and years and years of honing the skill, but, um, it, the confidence comedy has given me a shit ton of confidence to be more vulnerable and even funnier in that regard. I think more relatable.
0: I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I love that perspective. How about you, David? What would you say?
2: Oh man, I, I, I really do think that the comedy comedy is just, I mean, I've always been super social, so mm-hmm. it's just given me even more avenues to talk to people and to be present and that's been my main thing this year is to be more present with those around me. So on stage, it's helped me also become more present with the people around me and in every interaction. Because yeah. like like Ron was saying, it's, it's easy to go up there and be like, I need to tell my jokes because you need to hear about what I want to think about. And then there's sometimes you go up there and you're like, I just want to make people laugh. Right. This person's there on their bachelorette party. I want to make them laugh because I want to make, give them a real memory (laughs) right now because that's, you know, I used to work in hotels and stuff like that. And, and I I don't care. We, I used to work with the 0.5% super billionaires and stuff like that. And the main thing they would always get together in large groups and no one is taking a picture. And I'm like, Hey, get together and take a picture. And one year someone came to me and was like, hey, man, I just want to let you know that picture you took of us is on the mantelpiece. And my grandfather passed right away after that. And I want to thank you for that. Nice. So Mm it's just the point about being present and being in people's lives. However, you can do that for them. And as Ron said a little bit earlier, also making memories with your kids, it's all we truly have. You know, my son tells me my son tells me about these stupid little things. And I'm like, that's what you remember. Remember your homework. How about that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: and your shoes. Like, right.
2: Yeah. Remember your shoes. <laughs> remember your shoes. I'm not buying you more shoes. You know, so, yeah, it's just truly the, it, the being present is what I, I is what I truly relish. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, my dad has dementia, early Alzheimer's. So I can see how, you know, some of the things start to slip, you know, so definitely making those memories with our friends and family is the best part of this comedy thing.
0: Well, thank you for your amazing hacks and for the laughs today. I know that I needed them, and I am sure the listener appreciated laughing along as well. Now, how would the listener learn more about your comedy and where you perform? How can they find you on social media?
2: Oh, my goodness. Well, I guess they can find me at just my name. It's David Ray, R-E-Y Martinez, on all the social media platforms. And, yeah, I'm just... Yeah, if you ever need me, just reach out, even if it's just a high or a like or whatever. It's all true connection. And yeah, if you follow me, just say, hey, I heard your Sadie's podcast.
1: And that'll be great, you know. So awesome. I love thank that you.
0: for more community. We need more community with the divorce stats. How about you, Ron?
1: Um, I'm more active on Instagram probably than anywhere else. So it's just my my full name, Ron Lamprecht. R O N L A M um, P R E C H T. I uh, will be making a cameo appearance in some of Sadie's TikToks coming up, dancing in the background. So, <laughs> so that.
0: Kinda, you know, I'll take the free talent where I can get it.
1: I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm on a budget I'm, on a real I'm budget working career. for exposure. Every comic knows that's the real lucrative gig. I'm working for exposure. Ron
2: is
1: been, really
2: just a dancer. I
0: know, right? That's, his, that's like his past life something there but this has been so fun thank you so much i I knew i would I, i would find it delicious and i have and i really appreciate your time and and your creative ideas and just how you your perspectives are just really refreshing and i'm sure the listener is just feeling really inspired right now so thanks again guys
1: Ah, such a great time. Thanks for having me. Really enjoyed it. David, it was great to meet you. Same here. And I will follow you also on the socials. And thank you
2: so much, Sadie, for having us. And I'm just going, to at the end of this, I'm just going to try to join Ron's group. You know, I want to get on that yes. once a week.
0: I love that. Once a week, you know. like, hey,
2: guys, how does your booty feel today? You know that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and on that note, have a great day, guys.
1: Bye-bye. Thank you.
2: Bye-bye.
0: Okay, I mean, funny men who go to therapy, plus they're creative with cooking and cleaning the shower. I mean, lady listener, what are you waiting for? DM these dads already, will you? Their info is in the show notes. Talk to me later about it. All right. Okay, and by the way, the name of the product that Ron referenced, it's the Scrubbing Bubbles. Remember that product when you were a kid? It's the Scrubbing Bubbles Automatic Shower Cleaner. He just texted it to me. I know, I cannot wait to buy that, seriously. I've never used it, but i sure I'm going to try it now. After that raving review by Ron, and you know you can too, I'll put the link also in the show notes. It sounds very, very magical. Speaking of magical, it's time for this week's Comeback Tip. Say these steps to happy. It was so fun to laugh with you and Ron and David today and now you and I were going to have a little heart to heart here and our comeback tip this week. I loved how Ron and David shared some vulnerable stuff at the end of our conversation. I wasn't expecting that it was such a fun pleasant surprise. So thank you Ron and David. For leading the way for us to be more vulnerable together in this moment here. I want to know divorced dad or, you know, divorced mom listening. Do you ever get caught up in thoughts like, "Mm, we failed our kids with this divorce or, or, you know, maybe you beat yourself up when you have a misstep rather than appreciating what you're doing well when it comes to parenting. What if you, like our comedians today, what if you laughed with your kids more? You know about how challenging and weird this new life is after divorce. What if you shared that sometimes you feel sad or mad or confused and that it's okay if they do too? What if, and here's where I'm, I'm reaching out to you in this moment. I want you to feel it. What if you let yourself be authentic and vulnerable in ways that you didn't in your marriage? A woman I know recently shared with me that after her parents divorced, her father became emotionally disconnected from her. And he said, I have a hard time being around you because you look like your mother. So he wouldn't connect with her to avoid the discomfort of possibly failing in another relationship that made him feel vulnerable. And his daughter took this to mean that she wasn't worthy of love and belonging. Part of your comeback when it comes to your kids is for you to find the courage to be imperfect and vulnerable and to allow them to be imperfect. All you gotta do really, you know, is just love them with your whole heart in spite of how you feel about your ex or your divorce. And I would love it for you if you could let go of who you think you should be as a parent and embrace who you are all of the layers, the beautiful and the broken, because your job is to not make your children perfect. Trust me, you are not going to be perfect in this task. And I had a mom who was a perfectionist. And all it taught me, honestly, was that I couldn't fail. So most of my adult life, I've been terrified of failure. Give your kids the gift of showing them that you can fail, they can fail, and you're all still so worthy of love. And a lot of pockets of divorce communities There's a lot of conversation about doing the work. And really what that means to me is learning what you need to heal in yourself so that you can live your best life and also so you can be the best parent that you can be because you deserve that. And so do your kids. And again, I mean, parenting is humbling. It has humbled me many times since I've had my children. And that's okay because I've learned with every setback, there is an opportunity for a comeback. And there's also so much gold to find in those vulnerable moments if you just have the courage to mine for it. I believe you do. And I want you to believe that about yourself too. And I know you've got this. You've got this. And it's all going to lead to your comeback. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode and be sure to subscribe, rate, and of course, review the podcast. And I want you to be part of this life after divorce community by following me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and TikTok at Sadie's Divorced and Happy. Be sure to also visit my website, divorcedandhappy.net to download Sadie's 8 Tips to Happiness. You'll also find all of my podcast episodes on my website as well. If you've found value in my podcast, consider being an official sponsor. Email contact at divorcedandhappy.net to learn more about this tasty opportunity. And speaking of tasty, you can also buy me a cup of coffee. It's simple. Just visit buy me a coffee backslash Sadie Marie, And you can buy me a cup or two, and I thank you for your support. I'm your host, Sadie Marie, and I look forward to seeing you next week for another round of content created to kickstart your comeback.